0: insight and awareness spiritual explorer soul intuitive emotional and spiritual mentor and award-winning author lorraine nylon
1: Welcome, explorers, to the Insight and Awareness Spiritual Explorers Podcast. I'm your host, Lorraine Nylon, and I have Ramon Wilson with me today. And I feel very privileged because we are face-to-face. No technology for us. We can see each other very clearly, so that's great. You're a psychic energy healer and a spiritual mentor, so we're in the same territory, which I love. So thanks for being here.
0: Thank you for inviting me. It's wonderful.
1: Oh, my privilege. Could you give me a rough idea of if I was your client, what could I expect? What's, what's an overview of what kind of work you do?
0: Okay, well, I offer, um, I do psychic healer, uh, sorry, psychic readings mm-hmm. using Oracle cards and also tapping into your energy. Uh, that seems to be, I guess, my most popular um, offering that I have. Yeah. But I also do offer energetic healings. So I'm an accredited uh, crystal healer, crystal shaman healer. Uh, I am a Kundalini and Yasui Reiki Master. Uh, I also do Isis Alchemy Healing and also Tibetan Grand Master uh, Reiki.
1: I'm smiling. <laughs> <laughs> to
0: remember all of my But I'm also a um, an accredited meditation therapist and holistic, what's called holistic human development, so I can offer holistic counselling. So I have a very large range of offerings. So, as I said, the psychic he- uh, readings is one offering, the energetic healings. It really is if somebody comes to me for the very first time, we sit down, we just sort of see where they're at and what they where they're wanting to go. And then I just, very, very intuitive as to what requires, what needs to come in, whether I need the crystals, whether I feel maybe it's more the earth shaman energy or whether I need to call into the Isis alchemy. Um, so it really is quite a, very, very intuitive as to what, to
1: happen. And I think our intuition is one of our greatest gifts, but it's also the gift that a lot of people ignore. Exactly right. Yeah, so you would be helping them tap back into their own intuition and trusting themselves.
0: I find that with the readings. Yeah. Quite often, probably 90% of the time when somebody sits in front of me for a reading, they already know what they want to hear. They know what, I should say, they know what they need to do. It's just I find when they hear it from a complete stranger, or see it, see it appear in a card in front of them that really encourages them to listen to their
1: intuition. It reaffirms it, doesn't encourages. it? Yeah, yeah. I I find that because I sort of deal with people's emotions, and it, I I say basically I'm going to tell you everything you already know, yeah. but it is that that's, sourcing it from somewhere else. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Break down your denial. That's what <laughs> I'm doing. One
0: hundred percent. We all have that gift, but sometimes you know it just gets shut down. Yeah, you know, it does. From young, or we just. We forget to listen to it or don't trust it. We
1: do, as you would find in your practice, the the more traumatized someone is and the more baggage they're carrying, the the harder it gets for them to trust themselves, yes. which you Some need to do right. when you wanna tap into your intuition. Exactly
0: right. Yeah. Yes.
1: yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna ask you the big question <laughs> is if humanity needed we need to evolve So what kind of things do we need to acknowledge and understand for humanity to evolve? What would be your profound answer on that?
0: Uh, For me, I don't know if this is profound, but I I work from a very common sense level. But I feel it's just for people to understand that we are all in this together. At the end of the day, uh, you know, we're all organisms on this wonderful planet. We all have our own traumas. We all have our own soul contracts, which I strongly believe in. Yeah. That um, we have a path that will help us evolve to our highest self in this particular lifetime. And I feel that if people understand that we're all we're all a bit messed up really. We've all <laughs> <laughs> we're <laughs> we're been, we've all been through some quite, you know, horrible traumas. And regardless of what the trauma is that we've been through or what it is that we've been through, there's there's no one thing that's harder than the other. We all have it. It's all, I guess, in relation to us. So when it comes to dealing with other people, and I guess the the evolution of the planet is to understand that. Look, just to bring in the compassion, yeah. To bring in the tolerance, yeah. And to bring in the understanding, uh, and I feel that if people could sort of see or even get a grasp at there there are possibilities outside of our framework or outside of our point of references I I took to people.
1: That's a good way. Yeah, because I think we're becoming more narrow-minded. Oh, yes. So it's kind of like, just expand it out and explore. Yeah. The the whole idea is to explore. Let your curiosity run.
0: Oh, 100%. I mean, I'm I'm just, I love reading books and I'm such a curious person. I don't know if that's my Sagittarius nature, (laughs) but I, I just love to explore and to work out why and how. And as I said, I think one of my biggest revelations to me was having that realisation that there are potentially things outside of, as I said before, our frame of reference in life. We don't know what they are. True. Sometimes we might get a bit of a glimpse, but it's just understanding that what we are brought up with, what we are, as I say, programmed with from childhood and society and and uh, you know schools and religions, et cetera, to understand that that is not the be-all and end-all of wisdom. Yeah, true. And I feel for every single soul on this planet, there's a unique vibration of truth to each individual person.
1: I so agree with that. It's it's yeah. like it's yeah. not getting you to tap into the same belief as me. It's getting you to tap into your own natural wisdom and your own connection to Source. What, however you want to do that Correct. is your unique journey.
0: Yeah.
1: I love that you're helping people find their own path. Thank you. Thank no. you. It's,
0: it's a real passion of mine through my own personal journey
1: yeah what was the start of your journey
0: i've had many starts (laughs) i think there's a lot of us had yeah um this i guess before i go right back to the beginning this particular what i say my chapter of this part of my journey where i've really stepped into my empowerment and started my business and of now helping others really came from my long dark tea time of the soul, as I explain it. Oh, no. I like
1: uh, how you explain was, that.
0: <laughs> which was going through quite a dark depression, and okay. uh, which I guess culminated through a suicide attempt. Oh. So, leading up to that, um, my father was very, very ill. He had a three year uh, illness and a thing called multi system atrophy, oh. which is a one in 50,000 brain condition where the brain just starts to spontaneously die with no explanations, there's no understanding as to what this condition is. So right. over a three year period, which was quite harrowing to see him go from a very healthy, capable, smart, intelligent, um, you know, elder gentleman, Yeah. Um, within three years in his final days where he could only move his eyes. Oh. So it was also during that time, I was also um, heavily involved in the corporate world, doing shift work, 12 hour shift, uh, all sorts of, you know, Getting up at three AM, so there was a lot of stress within my life.
1: Were you rejecting your natural self? Do you think were you or didn't know what to do with your awareness?
0: I, I think at that time um, I had an awareness of my awareness. Yeah, <laughs> but I really wasn't sure how to harness it, and really wasn't too sure how to use it to help. Right. Yeah, to help his journey, and I and I had before um, before I guess I went into that really dark depression, one of my huge awakening moments was really quite a beautiful moment. Um, and it still, it still saddens me a little bit, but it was actually in, in dad's final evening. Um, I was, I had actually just traveled back from Magnetic Island from a bit of a trip there. And I was absolutely exhausted and I was sitting in the hospital bed, uh, sitting in the hospital room with my mum and I kept drifting in and out of sleep and at one point I can remember looking up over at the bed and I saw the image of my father standing and I say he probably looked like he was in his late 40s or maybe early 40s Right. in a beautiful dark blue business suit looking at himself so peacefully. And so serene, and it was one of those moments where I just closed my eyes and opened it again. I thought, "Hang on, did I see that?
1: Yeah, what just happened? What
0: just happened?" And within three hours, he passed.
1: Right.
0: And it was that beautiful moment of then understanding in retrospect that I saw him getting ready. Yeah. So that was a huge confirmation yeah. for me with regards to what I was actually was tapping into and what I was experiencing and what I was actually real. Yeah. But. After that, um, you know, it's that journey where I think I got to a point where I was so exhausted because, yes, I was in a corporate world and I was denying my my soul's journey, everything I was doing was against my vibration, yeah. And uh, which is
1: which is taxing, yes, it's it's very taxing. You don't realize that's that's part of the problem, is you don't realize (laughs) that that is the problem, yes, but it's like, but that's that's part of the journey as well, Mm. that's the learning.
0: Yeah, it, it, and it was very, very exhausting um, doing you know what I did with caring for my father and also doing the corporate world, which I could also now look in hindsight is, was also a part of my um, codependency behaviours from my childhood trauma. So there's been a massive learning out of that with regards to what I could see, particularly in my job in the corporate world, where I did so much for the job and was denying my it's own dead. health, yeah, my own emotional health, my own psychological health on top of caring
1: yeah the psychology of how we end up in patterns yes is is fascinating because you know there's your history and here it is in in that particular present moment playing out and you've got to put it all together before you can make sense of it exactly. otherwise you'll go chasing something that might not feed <laughs> what you're looking for yeah, it, yeah. exactly
0: it's, it's it is that learning and understanding and And as I said, I was getting onto before, I guess how it it culminated was after my father's passing, um, not understanding where I was in in my psychological, emotional state in being quite a dark depression. And as I said, it culminated, I did a 12-hour shift. Um, I work, uh, back then I used to work a lot with the public, it was basically out at the airport. Right. And it was just the day from hell. (laughs) <laughs> we had all sorts of things. Going and, of course, the public abuse and everything was my fault. And after a 12-hour shift, I was driving home along one of the back roads here in Canberra. And I have to admit something in my head just clicked. And I thought, no, nope, I don't want to be here anymore. I can remember putting my foot down in the accelerator. Where the road is, there's a long sort of bend. And right in the straight of the bend is a, is a tree, big tree stump. And I knew that was there, oh, and, that right. was my, and that was my plan. It was once again, it was a, it was a, it was, a, it was a, like a switch. Yeah, rational switch, irrational.
1: Yeah,
0: and I can remember seeing 120 on the speedo, and then next thing, my car skidded slightly off the road to a halt. Now, I know I didn't put my foot on the brake. I also understand that in the times of hydrant and high stress, that maybe I don't recall exactly what happened in that moment. But to me. The truth that sits with me is i cannot remember putting my foot on that brake and i really feel for me i remember sitting there and obviously i just released yeah and i was just off to the left hand side of this stump and know, bit through a bit of a fence scratched up my car and i just released and i can remember when i revisited the next day it was that realization of how did my car stop i remember having my foot in the accelerator what exactly happened so that was my...
1: So you didn't hit the tree?
0: No. You just... you just I went off to the side.
1: Went off to the side. Well, I'm yeah. very happy about that. Yes,
0: so am I. <laughs> That's good. And that was my... That was a real... That was my cracking open. Yeah. That was my understanding because the next day I was in absolute shock thinking, how did I get myself into this state? Yeah. And then starting to look at my journey. But there was a very, very interesting, re, uh, I guess, reaffirmation of my journey. Uh, and it happened... 12 months almost to the day, it was within a couple of weeks, um, I was still within the corporate world, very, very unhappy, and I was driving back along that road of a night time after a night shift and a kangaroo jumped out in front of me and I swerved off the side through a bit of a fence and stopped and I was in exactly the same
1: spot. Oh, got the shivers on that.
0: So 12 months later, that was my real affirmation of, okay, I need to make plans to leave the corporate world and to really understand my journey and how I can then put this into action to help others understand their journey
1: yeah. and
0: empower them. So two very dramatic <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> events, but yeah, I feel that, that that was my cracking open of this chapter of my journey. And
1: and I think we all do go and you and you can be. A long way on your journey, and then still experience the cracking. It's yes. not. It's not always the start, but it. It. Um, we all experience that, and it's some are rougher than others. <laughs> yes, I've been through the cracking a couple of times. Mm. When you're on the other side, not when you're in it, but when you're on the other side, you go. I am so glad that happened. Yes. Yeah, but when you're in it, you don't feel oh, that way.
0: Hundred percent, and this is one of the. I guess one of my learnings, uh, which I will bring into my holistic counselling for people you know? I call it flipping the script yeah so understanding that okay where are at, at the moment um it you will eventually look on it to be a blessing yeah when you have you know there's the hard work yes it's there's a the hard work to go and there's a the journey to understand but when you get to a certain point away from it you can then look back on it yeah. as a blessing for Even sure. At the time, it was the worst time of my life.
1: And when someone says to, when you're in the storm, when someone says to you, you know, you're going to be really grateful of this. You feel like, you know, telling them to piss off, yes, <laughs> because it's yes. like I can't see it. But when when you come on the other side, yeah. yeah, and that's and it is good to know that when you're in there, yes, is that there is another side to this. Yeah. So and all those things that you're gathering and the lessons you're learning, and because everything comes up at you. Oh, yes. Yeah, your denial's not working anymore. So, and it's in your face, but it's like nice and steady. Yes, you just you know pick one thing, start with that. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And that's, you know, as I said, I've had lots of layers. I've pulled off, <laughs> yeah. and I've <lots> of, <clears throat> been to that moment where I cracked again. And and it's it is, I guess, that understanding that whatever we deny, that's our true vibration, our soul's purpose. Whatever we push down, it's going to come up at some point, so let's just start to
1: deal with it. Yeah, that is really the recovery process. And from the recovery, you are, it's not like you're trying to go, because I think one of the biggest things that people misunderstand is that it's trying to go back to a time that they believe they were happy. If they had a time, some people don't have that. Mm. You're not trying to go back, you're trying to go forward. So you're creating a new path for yourself or you're walking the unknown path that's there waiting for you. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. We, And that comes back to, as I said at the start, almost like our little framework, that yes, we can be happy within a, quite a small framework of our ignorance or our, yeah. uh, our lack of understanding, but then understanding that there is a greater and a truer happiness out there.
1: And that's why I think your curiosity is one of your best oh, assets. Yes. Yeah, be curious about yourself, because people forget, they're curious about other people, mm-hmm. but they forget to be curious about themselves. themselves. Yes. And I would say our relationship with ourselves is the most important relationship we've got. Oh,
0: definitely. Yeah. This is where it all stems from, that we're all... Uh, one of the, I guess, how I explain it to people with regards to trying to work out... Um, with regards to our connection to spirit and that we are all one. A lot of people misconstrue that as being, well, we're all, you know, um, sort of joined and there's no individuality, but how I explain it to my clients is, that we're just one piece in a massive jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. So that piece is still unique. We still have our own unique vibration, our identity, our soul's purpose. But if that piece wasn't in that jigsaw puzzle, the jigsaw puzzle wouldn't be complete.
1: True. I like that.
0: So that's, that sort of gives people explanation. Because a lot of people sometimes, from what I've found, from particularly from my counselling and some from my readings, is that, with a lot of the young people, there is a little bit of a fear of stepping into their spiritual self because they sort of feel that they will lose themselves.
1: Yeah, okay. There's a
0: little bit of a fear there and I sort of feel that I think some of that is from society and um, but it's, it is trying to help them to see or to understand that they're not losing themselves, they're actually finding their true self.
1: Yeah, and I do think that you, you're right in that A lot of people are worried about what somebody else is going to say about them, you know, being under the banner of spirituality. But spirituality is just know thyself. Exactly right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And be your natural
1: self, whatever that is. And that could be, for you, it could be motor car racing, it could be playing golf, it could be all those different things that are a major part of your life, but be yourself while you're doing it. It doesn't mean we all have to sit underneath a, you know, <laughs> do the Zen exactly stance. Right. So, and so there is a misconception yes. of what that is. And then even when people go looking for to tap into their spirituality, they are hit mm. with a lot of different stuff yeah. that may not resonate with them. So it is about finding their uniqueness.
0: And this is once again uh, advice that I say to people, and I found this from my own journey. When I've been so curious, I tried. I was like a kid in a candy store, and I tried so many different things, like the crystal healing. But uh, but I also tried like kirtan, which is that call and response chanting. Oh, okay. I, to, I guess I knew that my throat chakra is one of my little things I had to confront <laughs> from a childhood. Um, so to actually lead a call and response thing was terrifying. But it was something that I I did. And I went to a couple of sessions, but at the end of the day, it's like, well, okay, I've done it. It just didn't sit with my vibration.
1: Yeah, it wasn't. And it's yours. trying the
0: different things. Like yeah. For me, i like to work with uh, Oracle as opposed to Tarot. Tarot just doesn't sit with my vibration. Yeah. And it's, and, and it's understanding that there is no right and wrong. Oracle cards, it is very contextual. Meaning the meaning of one card can be different compared to the others. I know with tarot, if they're upside down, the right way up, they can also yeah. change things. But I just find from the oracle cards, it's more um, it's more contextual. So whatever the cards that are around it can shift the meanings of
1: it. Right. Um,
0: the other thing I love about oracle, which I know you can also do in tarot, is the scrying into the pictures on it as well. Yeah. And actually seeing, getting messages from the pictures well.
1: so so to see if i've got the you know summed it up correctly yes. to what your what you, this is your experience Correct. and it's unique yes. to you yes. so so everybody's different we accept that so for you the oracle gives you concepts to explore and you can be be more broad for you yes. whereas you find that the tarot is a little bit restricting because everything's got such a defined meaning yes. concept exploring works better with your intuitive yes, skills.
0: Yeah. That, that's sort of my energetic drawings towards that. Yeah. Now. I did say my, I guess my experience and knowledge of tarot is quite minimal. So once again, I'm very certainly open for, you know, somebody to explain a bit in, more yeah. in depth with regards to the tarot. But just from my energy and my experience, I just like the Oracle
1: cards. Works and I must best.
0: admit, and I do also like, yeah. mainly for the client, the Oracle cards have a fairly... Easily to understand little message on the card. Right. Cause once again, I find that as much as you get some beautiful decks that have, might have the, the card meaning the gateways of Ashkar or something along those lines, which I'll know what it means, but the client will go, well, what, what does this mean? So I prefer the cards that will have, you know, breakthrough or journey or truth or a very simple message that they can also see straight away.
1: And then you can put the bit, a bit more picture to the yes. what, what's coming yeah, up. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting how everybody works. Everyone works oh, uniquely. It's,
0: it's, as you know, saying before we all have our own vibrations. That's how we yeah. sit. Some people work with bone casting. Some people work with the ruins. It's just yeah, they're all tools of divination. But for my personal vibration oracle, sits perfectly with me.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. And so you also use nature.
0: Yes, nature has been a. Um, Big part of my journey looking back right back to childhood. It's always been there for me, and and I've really developed a very strong relationship with Mother Earth and her energies, which is how Spirit Trail got birth. But going right back, uh, my father was in in foreign affairs, so we had a a very large posting, and I was only six months old where we went to America. Right. And then we lived in the UK, and then we uh, lived in... um, uh, Austria for a little while, then came back to Canberra when I was about five and a half, close to six years old. But when we're in the States, my father had a very strong fascination for the indigenous American culture.
1: Right.
0: So on our journeys, when we drove back and forth across the States, we visited a lot of the reserves. We went to a lot of the national parks, Yetsemane you know, and Canyon and all of these places, the petrified forest. So back then, as a little child, even though I was unaware at the time, I was starting to absorb and starting to connect to that nature energy. Um, and oh, how great is that! It's it's beautiful, and yeah. now when I look back and I can really thank it. And then the next part of my journey, when we lived in England, we actually lived rural, and my very first experience on awareness of. My connection was I had the little people used to visit me, as I called them. Yeah. So I would have only been maybe three or four at the time. Yeah. And I can remember on the end of my bed, I had the little people, the little fairies, and the little, the little people visited yeah. me. Uh, that was my first, oh, I guess, experience. Which,
1: and and did you talk of that, or well, did did they? Yeah. This is
0: this is an interesting part of my chapter. My mother um, was very religious. Was right. Very. Um, indoctrinated is possibly the right word for it. Where so I would tell her about the little people, and I would, and she would say, "You have such an amazing imagination." Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, oh no, no, they're, they're, Stock they're, standard they're. answer. So yeah, mm. so it was sort of shut down. Yeah, because right. Because of that, uh, it wasn't embraced. Right. By uh, I guess by my mother and my parents. So because I was told I had such an imagination, I didn't want to share it. Yeah. So that was my first connection. But we also spent a lot of time in the UK with the national park. So when we came back to here in Canberra, uh, where we live, uh, I have Mount Ainslie and Mount Madura, which uh I've since found out is some beautiful um, strong indigenous energies here. Right. So that was pretty much my backyard as a child. Love so it. a very dear friend of mine, uh, we we've met as kids, he used to spend a lot of time in nature. Right. And just connecting into those energies and I found that in my high school years when I um, was going through quite a hard time, that whole you know sense of discovery. I can look back now and it's like, I know that I wasn't being my true self, but I didn't know who my true self was. And yeah. I do have to say that I wagged a lot of classes. You know, <laughs> we, we all do these little things. But for me, what I used to do was I used to catch a bus to the bush And I used to hide my school bag under some branches and I used to just wander around the bush. And for me, that was my relief and that was my connection.
1: Where you felt most comfortable. Yeah.
0: So during my journey, particularly when I had also at school, I had chronic fatigue. So I was very, very ill with that. Right. I had a natural drawing those days that I did have a bit of energy to sit outside. Yeah. So I would go outside, and sit under a tree um, and just even fall asleep. And during my journey with depression later on, once again, those days that I had some energy, I just had this calling to sit in nature. So I would just go and fall asleep under a tree or just go for a walk and sit and watch the kangaroo mobs. And, and that for me, not understanding really at the time what I was tapping into that natural. Energy from Mother Earth.
1: And you're still doing it because you do spiritual walks, don't yes, you? Spiritual so, nature yes, work. So this, this is, walks. I guess,
0: leading on to the how I founded Spirit Trainers. Um, at the time, I was running boot camps in the bush for the corporate people. And I two, two events happened. One of them was through the boot camps up in the bush. I was finding people were starting to open up. Yep. So a few times I just had one-on-one boot camps. Only one person turned up. And I'd find on the walk, when they caught their breath, because I pushed them a bit up, <laughs> um, they would start to open up about things and talk to me about personal issues. And I found that very interesting. And then during a meditation session, when I started to explore my spiritual journey, and I was going to group meditations here in Canberra, and we were off... I can't even remember what the subject of the meditation was, but I went off on my own little tangent. Yeah. And I came out of the meditation with the name Spirit Trails, and I knew exactly what it was that I wanted to do. Because I found that people were able to get to these meditations week after week after week. So I thought, well, what if I say, let's run the meditation, but let's run it in the bush. So I was combining my experience of finding people naturally opening up in nature with people's, I guess, drive for that spiritual experience and that spiritual understanding and searching and combine the two so I a part of my products or my offerings is I actually have four spots on based on the four elements so oh, earth water okay. air and fire and they're four different spots on Mount Ainsley Mount Madura. and all this came from this one meditation I had the name I knew the four spots that I had to go to uh, to set up and that whole concept of taking people out to nature
1: oh, I think uh, that's beautiful and it
0: all just came out as I said I think had I actually put my mind to it it that wouldn't have come through.
1: Yeah, we love that intuition. Yeah. Yeah, so and that it's connection. It's really,
0: really, quite beautiful. So before I actually advertised that this is what I was going to do, I actually took myself off to these four spots because these are places I've visited time and time again throughout my youth and throughout my adulthood. And I actually went and sat in meditation with these spots asking the local energies, the Indigenous energies, the tree energies that was there, is it okay for me to actually bring people these spots for healing and left them little offerings of rose quartz in each of the four spots and it was really quite a beautiful little journey but um so yeah so that's 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 part of my offerings is taking people into nature um i have a military camp cot which i put in a bag in my back a couple of pouches of crystals uh each of the spots beautifully secluded so it's a main walk the walks are only seven to fifteen minutes tops Oh, okay. So nothing difficult, nothing yep. hard, because I wanted it also accessible.
1: Accessible, yeah, for, for sure.
0: Um, but then each of the spots is sort of off the main track, very, very private and very, very secluded. So if people need to yell or cry or release and how or the way they need to release, they have that privacy. Because
1: it is fascinating what we suppress oh, yes. and what we hold. And if you are given permission to release it, you know, like, and sometimes we need someone to stand beside us and go, "It's okay." Yep. Yeah, let it out. Yeah. Yeah, I love what you're doing, and Thank I think you. it's really brilliant that you're following and trusting yourself yes. to to, and which is what you're teaching other people to yes. do. So, is there um part of when you're working with people, are you starting to see very common themes that people are struggling with?
0: Um. Oh, most definitely. The, the, it's a very interesting energy at the moment. And I've really found probably within the past six, maybe to 12 months, it is an energy of release. It's an energy of getting rid of those cords, uh, releasing those vibrations, those energies that don't serve us, releasing, you know, even friendships or, you know, within family units. That it's about stepping into our power.
1: And letting go of oh, sort of coming out of toxic yeah,
0: relationships. Yeah. Now, a part of that could also be a part of that because that's been a part of my journey. And and what I have discovered from my journey now that I've sort of stepped into my power is from my readings and from my healings is that the people who come to me, I would share maybe 80 or 90% of the journey with them. Right. So um, the experiences that I've been through and the learnings that I've been through is what people will come to me. So I get a lot of people who have had suicide attempts, who have had dark depression. Um, and I just think that's obviously, that's that's been my vibration that travels outwards. So people who, you know, a lot of people say, look, I just felt drawn to you and I don't know why. That's why. So with regards to your question, I sort of feel that my experience of what the what the collective or what's been happening is obviously based on my journey.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. And it, and it's always nice to have a mentor that's been there mm. and understand yes. and is on the other side so you can go okay, there is a there is a bridge. Yes. And and I love what you're doing and I really I appreciate that you're doing it and Thank that you, you did come and find yourself and that you did follow your path. You. So, we'll put the links down if people want to contact you and work with you, they'll be underneath and that they'll be able to find you. So yes, thank you. so now what we do at the end is we, we play the game, flip the book. Okay. So we'd love for you to play. <laughs> Could you pick a book, one, two or three?
0: Well, three is three. Yeah, and what a sacred number.
1: Is, right. And actually, seeing as you're here, can yeah. you just hold that, flip it open? Normally, we ask for a number, a page number, okay. but you're here. So we're, we're going to make you do some of the work.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I actually wanted to go to page 42. Off you go. <laughs> Um, for those of you um, who know the number 42, I'm a very big fan of Douglas Adams. who was a British author who wrote The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy.
1: Oh, okay. I know, I know The Hitchhiker's Guide. The,
0: so the very, very basic premise of the book is that they built a computer to try and work out what the ultimate answer to life, the universe, and everything is. Oh. So after billions and billions of years of calculating and trying to work out what is the ultimate answer came up with 42
1: well let's see so what's on 42. They questioned
0: as to why 42 the computer said well the thing is you don't understand what the question is ah. and that for me as a child was very profound so 42 42 has got a very special <laughs> meaning for me um that is, is very is interesting very, very early in your book and it's a page with a picture
1: okay so the picture is actually of Okay, so there's a person standing in a vortex of emotions and there's lots of words like shame, superiority. So that represents the emotional baggage and the layers. And then we've got feelings coming down the core of the person and their own shine of consciousness. So it's it's a picture describing that your soul's consciousness is the truth of who you are and communicates through feelings and wants you to acknowledge reality. And the emotional baggage is this chaotic mess that we all know we've got. (laughs) The emotional, the unresolved emotions, and it's what you're experiencing that might be stopping you from feeling your own soul. What would you like to say about that?
0: Well, that resonates 100% with my journey and, and my feelings. Your soul's consciousness communicates through feelings, actively accepting and acknowledging the truth of reality. Yeah, that resonates very, very deeply. Because your yeah. soul
1: never denies reality. No.
0: It is that understanding that, yes, we we are human. Our soul has a higher vibration, but our physical body, our brain network is a 3D vibration. So we are going to have, as I guess as I call them, these 3D issues. So yeah. the traumas that we have. And as I said right at the start is that that, I strongly believe that we have a soul contract, and we do choose events, understanding that each one of these events is a chance of empowerment and evolution of our soul mm. and it is understanding that all of this little whirlwind around this this character in the middle who's in the light of denial and shame and regret frustration hate jealousy, all of these traumas these these um I call them the programmes that, yeah. that run us are all opportunities for empowerment, for growth and for evolution. Yeah, I agree. I, I really sort of feel that and it's when when things happen, and I sort of find sometimes these days when an event happens that's a bit of a block in the road, straight away I think, okay, whoosh, I switch my perspective my perspective and look a little bit higher and go, okay, what's the bigger picture here that I'm not mis- that I'm not seeing? sometimes I won't see it but once again it's that understanding with regards to the framework yeah there could be something bigger that I'm not seeing that's not letting me do what I need to do
1: and, and sometimes you need hindsight to be able to look back and you go ah exactly right. and you and you were you were walking at exactly how you were meant to yes because you got all the elements to it
0: yes yeah, exactly right so no this this sits very very deeply it is that it is that understanding that you know, through all the trauma that we go through, it is that understanding that it's an empowerment and the people who have been involved in that trauma, it's all a part of this karmic path and this empowerment. I mean, it, it doesn't take away from the At the time, yes, there's pain. Mm. Yes, there is the sorrow. Yes, we have to cry. We have to bawl. We have to scream. Sometimes we have to punch a punching bag, whatever it is that we need to do to deal and, and release. And it's not taking away... Um, the depth of that yeah but it is also as I said it's that compassion we look at it with compassion and we look at it with that sight of okay there is a potential learning as a potential empowerment right at this point in time I can't see it because all I want to do is cry yeah but understanding that okay there will be something there
1: and I think that's a very good point is that the, the healing journey doesn't take away the reality of it being traumatic because people want to gloss over it or people want to tell you to gloss over yes. it. The reality is if something's traumatic, it's traumatic. And if you're responding with fear reactions or hurt and pain, that's real. Yes. And it's going through that process of understanding it, understanding the patterns or the programming, depending. I always yeah. say patterns, but yeah. it's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. And then it can bring you to a place where, once you come to the recovery point of it, you you gain your wisdom.
0: Oh, one hundred percent. And I, from my personal perspective, I feel that's the true spiritual path. It is.
1: Yeah, I do too.
0: There was a, a post that I put up quite a while ago where it says you you first discover the light, you then discover the shadow.
1: Yes, and you need the boat.
0: (laughs) You need, and this is what this this picture depicts, and and it is, and I think those people who, some people find that spiritual path and just think that it is all light and happiness, and we just, you know, that will eventually dissolve Mm. the darkness, but we have to step into that darkness for empowerment.
1: Yeah, and if you're doing it, understanding that you are a soul with an evolutionary blueprint in front of you. Yes. It's 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 worth it. It's
0: a very very powerful. Um, I'd like to share an experience that I yeah, had with to. regards to the soul journey yeah. and my understanding. It was actually happened when I was doing my diploma in shamanism. So it was I think it was April twenty twenty one. We were doing there was a group of thirteen of us up in Byron Bay doing our diploma in shamanism. And during I can't remember if it was during one of the meditations or one of the healings. It was all a bit of a, an amazing week of, of energy <laughs> and, and it's a bit blurred, but. Throughout my journey, I have had glimpses of past lives. Now, my knowledge of history, I've never studied history. I've not known any knowledge. So there's no sort of, no false recollections from what I've studied. But when I've had little glimpses, I've then done a little bit of research into events and it's lined up and I just think, oh my God. So I've had glimpses of a lot of past lives. And during Byron Bay, during this session, I was, it's, it was such an amazing moment where I could almost see. All of my past lives lined up in front of me.
1: Wow.
0: In a time scale where there was almost like three different chunks of learning in my past life. So, my first lot of past lives, I could see the learning from that was it was all to do with sacrificing myself for others. Oh, yes. <laughs> Which I think a lot yes. of people can relate to. <laughs> yes, I can relate. But those lives, it was unaware of that. So I would go into battle. Um, one of them was in, I was one of the centurions in Julius Caesar's army. So there was this whole awareness of, I will lay down my life for king and country or for whatever it is that's out there. And there was no individual journey. It was my life for others. Yeah. The next lot of lives were a slight awareness of that. Uh, one of the strongest recollections was being in the American Civil War um and running in I, I hate to say that I was actually had the gray coat on which I since <laughs> looked when I, I did a bit of research The you coat. went oh
1: I'm on the wrong team oh, I'm on the wrong team <laughs> and I
0: feel so embarrassed about that but it was I can remember running in and I could smell the mud and hearing the, the cannons and just thinking what am I doing why am I here doing this I don't quite yeah. believe and then I can just remember getting shot in the heart and then bang Right. And then there's another chunk of lives further on where I've actually started to rebel against having to sacrifice my life for others. So for me, that was such a huge, profound moment where I, it was almost like, oh my God, I get why I've been through what I've been through in this life and why I'm now stepping into my power, empowering others. Yeah. And I, you know, completely rebelled against. My teachings of the Catholic Church and my upbringing, because it just didn't fit with me. And, and the teachings that I was taught as a child is that your value to society is what you do for others.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's all about doing, <clears> but doing it's for not. Others
0: and there's no individual, you, you know, your sacrifice for others is mm. your value, yeah. which does not sit with my soul. And that was a very, as I said, a very profound moment where I looked at all of these lives and I thought, oh my God, I understand. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I'm not gonna. (laughs) I'm not gonna go through it again. So I want to do what I can in this life. Yeah. So when comes time for me to transition, yeah. Whether or not there may be still some more learnings, or whether I get to choose another set of learnings, or
1: who knows, you'll find out then. I I think that is a big learning because that I had boundary issues, and I was all about. I actually thought I had to be doing to be loved. So, and I didn't realize that it was just by being me and you'll either love me or you won't love me or you'll like me or you won't like me and it's it's whatever. But it, I, I get the, I sacrificed a lot of time. I find time is the most valuable thing I've got. I've spoke of it before and I sacrificed a lot of time that didn't serve me well. Yeah, I love that you got that lesson and you've reaffirmed to me how important that lesson is.
0: beautiful thing. And as you were saying there is that once you start to love yourself and do yourself you then find those connections who are even who make have a deeper meaning with you yeah and then help you rise. Yeah
1: and I was lucky because I had that. Mm. I just didn't recognize you know you know I have <laughs> yeah. I have I have, um, I have friends that are in our family and we just fully accept each other for who we are and we always have. And it's and it's beautiful. We've got this, you know, thirty odd year friendships and they're they family. But it's like from there I could really see it was they didn't expect anything from me. They just loved me for who I was and I love them for all all of who they are. So <laughs> it is a big lesson to learn. I have thoroughly enjoyed talking to so you and nice. I wanna thank you for coming in.
0: Thank you for inviting me Sister Joy.